Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Tom. Season 2, Episode 11, Solo Gaming. Every month, Unboxing Game is giving away $1,000 worth of board games, and I'm going to go over the multiple ways you can enter and how it works and what you can win. First, let's go over the ways you can enter. There are three ways you can enter. You can sign up for the for one of their membership programs and get automatic entries every single month, as well as other benefits such as VIP gift cards to their online store, automatic entries into all of their single game board game giveaways. The VIP gift card is a member benefit. I want to go over in a little more detail. Every month, you're an active VIP member you will receive a VIP gift card up to $15 depending on your membership level. So let's say you are a Platinum VIP member and get a $15 VIP gift card. You can use that card on anything you want on their site. Now, for the best part, any unused balance carries over from month to month and is added to your new VIP card. You get emailed you. The second way you can enter is by shopping at their store, unboxinggame.com. You can pick up some board game merchandise from them and get one entry for every dollar you spend. And a few examples are like shirts, pins, stickers, drink coasters, a lot of things. Lastly, you can mail in an entry. Details are on the official rules on their website. Now let's discuss how this sweepstakes works. Every month after drawing, after the drawing period ends, all entries are sent to a third-party sweepstakes administrator who make sure all the entries are eligible and then randomly select the winner. Next, Unboxing Game notifies the winner, who then gets a $1,000 gift certificate to Cool Stuff Inc., Card House, or Game Nerds. Then the winner goes on a $1,000 shopping spree at one of those online stores, picking up $1,000 worth of board games of their choice. Finally, Unboxing Game does the whole thing over again next month. So what are you waiting for? Get your entries in today and secure your chance to win. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. And this is Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. So today we're going to talk about uh, the new games we acquired, what we played, uh, new energy drink for gamers and everyone else apparently, but raise energy drinks, uh, and then our main topic, solo games. So uh, what's, did you, did you get anything new? Um, yeah, I got a couple of things. I got uh, One Deck Dungeon, both the original and the uh, uh, second edition of it, I guess, is what it's... I don't say, I wouldn't say it's an expansion. It's the same game. Adds different characters, different dungeon rooms, and things like that. I did purchase Isle of Cats. I also bought Raccoon Tycoon. So they're games that I... Raccoon Tycoon, in particular, I've played before. Uh, Isle of Cats, I had not until today. But I have cats, so the thing that got me to get the Isle of Cats is, first of all, they have meowples. <laughs> I mean, come on, cat-shaped meeples? Dude, I'm buying that. I was a little disappointed that you don't play with them very much. You don't, but they're still very, very They're cool very cool. Looking. The other thing that I really like about it is this box is one of the heaviest boxes, not weight-wise, but one of the most sturdy boxes I've ever seen in my life. And when I took the lid off of it, I looked at the top of the box, and on the top of the box is a target where you're supposed to put your cat. 
Now, normally, if you've got cats, you know that you do not have to put a cat in a box top. It will just automatically get into the box top. So they actually designed this box to be sturdy enough for a very large cat to sit in it and yes. watch you play the game. It's very cool. So I had to buy the game once I saw that. Um, and that's pretty much it. I think I maybe got some exp uh, some uh, promo cards and things like that. for the Well, okay, what, the reason I bought uh, Raccoon Tycoon <laughs> is because I got some promo cards that are the hares, if you're, if the, uh, the Jackrabbit Railroad. So I had to buy the game because I had the cards. So I've done that before with Carcassonne was the other one. that I, Or not Carcassonne, um, Catan. Okay. I bought a uh, Christmas expansion for Catan. Which oh, is like, yep. Like, the Santa Claus and yeah. then one tile. It's one tile and I think there's a little bit of a rule change. And I thought, oh great, I can put this in my Catan game and play it seasonally. And then I went home and I went, I don't have Catan. <laughs> and I don't think I bought it for another two years. But I finally did buy it. So that's what I got. How about you? Well, I got uh, Isle of Cats, yep. obviously. Um, yep. Awesome game. Uh, King of Tokyo, the yes. Dark Edition. Yep. We, we did an unboxing today as well. Yeah, we played that last um, week, I think. Yep, we played that last weekend. Uh, big fan of King of Tokyo and even a bigger fan of the Dark Edition. Um, and then I, I had a game sent to me from Unboxing Game, which uh, was Sorrel uh, Rise of the Phoenix. I and actually kickstarted that game. Yes, you did, but I got it for free. <laughs> you did because yeah. I was a member spotlight for their That's website. Very cool. And so they they what they do is once they they spotlight you, you send them three games that you'd love to have that are in print, and you have to be a VIP member to do this. So they just pick a member at random for basically a thank you. And uh, I can't even remember what three games I put on there, but Sorrow is one of them that I kind of regret not backing. And uh, I open it up, and sure enough, it's there. So I thought that was pretty darn cool. Yep. And it's a really interesting variation on the game. So Yeah, and that one, uh, I was really shocked because it has a plastic board to it. Yep. So I uh, haven't gotten too much into that. We were going to play it today. I don't know if we'll have time or not. Um, but that that's about... Well, no, I also got uh, Tokyo Highway. That which, was which an interesting, stupid game, but it was uh, fun. <laughs> you know, that's, that is kind of funny, because you fought me on playing that. You're oh, like, I, I did not want to play it. I hate dexterity I'm not games. a dexterity game guy. Nope. And then he really enjoyed it afterwards. I really <laughs> liked it. It was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. And it wasn't as dexterity. Okay, there's some things they added that you don't have to... They didn't have to add the tweezers. That's, they had to add the tweezers. That's dumb. <laughs> but it was. it's fun just to see the... The roads go together. Oh, yeah. And, and try and come up with some strategies where you think you can win. Yep. And then, let's see here. I end up picking up a miniature market order. Uh, they had a bunch of good deals on clearance. And so I got the Kick-Ass board game, which is a heavy board game. That looks good. I uh, love the comic. I love the movies. Yeah. it's It looks like a cool game. And it's one that I've been eyeing for a while, but it was really spendy. And they had it super, super cheap. So, uh, obviously, <laughs> check out Miniature Market if you really want that game. Um, the other ones, can't really... Let's see. Oh, uh, Vampire Empire, which is a two-player game. Uh, Revolver 2, which is a two-player game. Uh, Arcanos, which is a dice game. That one looks interesting. I've uh, seen you're that You're building around. towers. Um, I got the fifth 
player expansion or five six player expansion as well with that. I also got the metal coins for Glenmore two. That so I'm much. hoping we can get Glenmore two to the table here. Well, we played Glenmore a long time ago. We did, and that that was the original game, and, and it was that's fun. a great game. That's in German, but I have yeah. Glenmore two, which adds chronicles, and one of the chronicles is there can be only one, and that's a Highlander reference. Oh yeah, and I'm a huge Highlander fan. So I was pretty pretty pumped about that. I think it adds ten chronicles and then a couple mystery ones. Um, and then I picked up Clank Legacy, uh, acquisitions and or Ac- acquisitions incorporated. Was acquisitions incorporated. Yep. Is what that one's it, called. It's yeah. a four player game, Clank Legacy. Uh, that one looks really cool, so I'm hoping to get that one to the table here soon and, and that, start playing on that one. I've heard on that one that even if you're not a big fan of Clank, and there are people out there who played it once and went, yeah, but it adds so much to it that you, it'll make you go, yeah, I like this game. So that's what I've heard. I don't know. I haven't played The it. other one I got was Machi Koro Legacy. That's actually really fun. Played so, through that. I actually bought these at Dragon's Den, uh, yeah. those two. Um, and then... Oh, let them eat cake was another one from Miniature Market, and that one I I'd, I'd heard about a few times, and uh, I think it's something to do with like Queen of England. But there's a guillotine in there. Oh, yeah, and, Marie Antoinette. Yeah, yeah there Marie we Antoinette go. Yeah. Said, um, so that one looks really fun. I'd like to get that one on the table. Uh, the other one was uh, Lovecraft Letter. I got that one from Dragons Den as well, that and that's a, that a long time ago. Delicious <laughs> looking. Um, Deluxe edition comes with card sleeves and everything in there. Yep. Magnetic box, tarot sized cards. Adds a twist to the Love Letter yes. game. So it, it looks fun. You know, Love Letter is a good game to just as a filler, and that one looks really interesting. So yep. we're hoping it's to get that one on the table too. One of two games where I, that I have purchased multiple editions of. Love Letters, I've bought the uh, Hobbit version of it, I've bought the Batman version of it. Um, I have the original version of it. I think I have now. I have the Lovecraft letters, yep. um, and I forget what else I have on that. Then Flux is the other one where I've bought multiple versions of it, just because those are games that I can play with anybody. So yeah, I had also gotten a few things from Waterdeep Games. So they're running a stimulus sale on their website, and if you are a member of Average Joe's Gaming group or you like our page i shared their their link on the page um they are they're the ones that do the welcome to uh game and the welcome to vegas which is coming up here uh they had a welcome to bundle which is like a 70 dollar deal and you got it for 36 dollars. i think it was that's so a, it was a huge savings a deal, yeah. you got four <clears throat> expansions with that the awesome neoprene play mat to help with setup uh, four dry race boards, and then a solo uh, expansion for your solo variant. Um, that was a huge deal. And then I, I got their other one, which was a two-player duo bundle, and that was Claim 2. You got uh, Claim and Claim 2, and then a cool player mat, and then a couple expansions or promos with that. Um, so those, that's pretty much the end of my haul. <laughs> Your haul is a little bigger than my haul. Yeah. I do like buying games and I have not gone on a spending spree for quite some time, <laughs> but I have been working a ton lately. So that freed up some cash. There you go. So, Plus, you know, nowadays you don't have to go anywhere or do anything. It's true. So. Yeah. For me, it's just work, you know, 18 yeah. hour days. So there's always that. 
Uh, so let's talk about what we played. Um, so starting with Tokyo Highway, we brushed on that a little bit. Uh, that is a cool... Um, that's a really cool game. It's so you've got these like popsicle, popsicle sticks. Popsicle sticks. Which are really tiny. Columns and meeple car. Car meeples. Yep. And it's... it's Like I said, I don't like dexterity games and you have to stack stuff and move the cars onto the highway with these stupid little tweezers. Yep, and you want your highway to go underneath to go, or above the opponent's yeah. highway. And you get points for each... Uh, well, and I, How many high? So if I put a highway over top of two of your highways, I get to place two cars. Right. Or below. You're trying to run your cars out. Basically. Yeah. I think so you have eight cars eight, to start. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then I think if you're... And you can make off-ramps and stuff like that. It was... Turned out to be a lot more fun than I thought it would be. There was some strategy involved in it. Um, you have to go around buildings because they have these buildings, and the pieces are really cool. I mean, yeah. the buildings are basically just blocks, but they're interestingly shaped. When it's done, it looks amazing. It does look pretty good. And if if you get a chance, I think probably there's pictures somewhere on the average Joe sites, either the Facebook or the there's pictures out there. Yeah, we've we'll got them on Instagram, make, Twitter. We'll and, make sure they're out Facebook. there in any case. But yeah, it turned out to be a lot more fun than I thought it would be. I can't imagine it with more than two people, but you can play. Oh, I think four players four. would be awesome. Four would be really interesting. Four would make it, and I think if you knock over your own stuff, you're fine. Yeah, if you, if you knock, knock over, over your, your own, you're you're good. Yep. If you knock over your opponent's stuff, you have to give you have to them, give them a stick. Yeah, a highway. So you're going to run out of highways faster, for, and they're going to have more highways that they can use. It's just it was an interesting little more strategic than I thought it would be game. You yeah, you were and pretty I much actually, Debbie Downer when I pulled this out. Oh, you're like oh. Dexterity game? Are yeah, you kidding not, me? Not good at it. And then we started playing, and you're like, I kind of like this game. I'm not going to admit it, but I kind of like this game. Well, and I did figure out how to use the tweezers in a way that it, I could put them on there without wrecking too much stuff. It's just, yeah, the tweezers, it does add that element of dexterity. holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I even had problems, like, I'm trying oh, to get did. these tweezers off, and I'm like, I'm freaking out, because it's like... Oh, uh, I, I got to drop this car, but I don't want to drop the car because then it's going to knock over this piece. Yeah. And yeah, it, was, it does add that little bit of uh, intensity to yeah, it. Yeah, it was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. That's all I can tell you. And then we played King of Tokyo Dark Edition, which was a lot of fun. And that well. has a new element into it, and that's the wickedness track. Yep. Along with awesome artwork. The artwork is great. Um, if you're familiar with King of Tokyo, you know they have the energy cubes. Well, in this version of the game, they're not cubes. They're lightning bolts, but they're still the clear plastic, which is great. The uh, tokens, I think they have poison. They have, forget what the other two are, but instead of being the round tokens, they're shaped like what you think they would be. Um, and then, of course, the monsters are all dark versions of the monsters. Uh, you still have your favorites. You've got Cyber Bunny. You've got Gigazord. You've got uh, the King. I forget what the other ones are. but uh, The Kraken. The Kraken, yeah. Is um, there. Yeah, I can't, can't remember the other ones. But they're all the oh, same. Oh, Alienoid. Alienoid, yep. yep. So they're the same characters that you know and love. Uh, they don't have the uh, the kitty, which I think they got no. rid of the kitty anyway. Cyber Kitty got replaced by Cyber, by Cyber Bunny. Bunny. But anyway, it's uh, uh, it's really cool. And then the board is the same but dark. It's a dark version of Tokyo. Uh, still has Tokyo Bay if you play with more than three people. Uh, we got our butts whooped. Oh, yeah. Right I right. got knocked out right away. I mean, you well, you stayed in Tokyo for way too long. That's all I'm going to tell you. you I just... I understand the strategy, especially in a three-player game, but she was rolling out of her behind. So she was. She ro- yeah. She hit me with six hits yeah, in one bad. roll. I mean, and I couldn't dodge that. No, and I think when it finally came my turn to die, well, she was on a track to win it two ways. It was either going to be 
with points because I think she was two. Actually, that's how she won it. With yeah, points. she won it with points. But she was also on like two points away from killing me. She just ended up staying in Tokyo long enough to be able to get the win. I was going to go out the next turn. I had six life left, and she rolled six hits. Yep, and killed you. Yeah, and just annihilated me. Yep. And I was like, well, okay, that's it for me. Yep. And that, but it was still fun. And I actually got to one of those points where I got to get one of those special abilities because my wickedness track was up there, yep. and you got one too. I did too, but I never ever got to use it. Yeah, as soon as I got mine, the next turn I she died. Killed you, yeah. Yep. And then as soon as I got mine, she hit the two points for the yeah, and it was it was yep. it was it was brutal. It was, it was fun. very brutal. It was a so, lot of fun, but very brutal. Uh, lesson learned: We will never play with <laughs> Jess uh, on King of Tokyo Dark Edition. There you go. Yep, or King of Tokyo. Or yeah. Or uh, as far as any I know, game King, King ever. New, or Kings and King of New York. So yeah, we'll see. True. Uh, any dice rolling game at all, apparently. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and then today, oh, and then you guys played uh, Villainous. Oh, I played Villainous. I actually won that game with three or four of us playing, and one had never played before. The other two I'd played against previously. I ended up when it was the new expansion, the the one that includes uh, Cruella Deville. Um, Mother Gothel and Pete. Pete's the kind of the old villain from the early days. The of, black and white Mickey yeah, Mouse. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. And I played Pete. And Pete, to me, I think had the easiest track to winning of those. Well, and I think the fourth person played with uh, King John. No, not King John. I don't remember who he played with. But anyway, uh, there was three of us playing with... Hades, wasn't it? Yeah, Hades. Played with one of the other expansions, Hades, because there was four of us playing. Um, he caught on quick. The other two, well, Jess was one and Amanda was the other, and they, they both knew how to play and I knew how to play it, but I'm not, it's not my favorite game in the world. I just really like the characters and things. But I also saw pretty quickly how you could win with this, and then I thought I'd screwed it up, and then I figured out a way that I hadn't screwed it up, so I was fine, but I ended up winning it, much to Jess's consternation. <laughs> and uh, it was it was enjoyable. I think Jess actually did play an old character, too. She didn't play, she played, uh, no, she didn't play her, so she played... She played Cruella, didn't she? I think so. Yeah, yeah, she played Cruella. So anyway, it was a lot of fun. It was just it's just a fun game. I enjoyed the fact that I won it, but it's not one that I expected to win until I realized, oh, now I know how I can get this last goal, and then I was able to do it. But that was it. And then today we played the Isle of Cats because I love cats. And this is a really cool game. It's it's a meaty game. There's a lot to it. The box is just massive. Uh, the pieces are really cool. I like the Tetris shapes. I do too. Uh, the boards, each player board is is awesome. It's just it's it's a solid game. It's got a number of different mechanics that are pretty cool. You start off with um, drafting, card drafting. Instead of drafting one card, though, you draft two and pass left. Then the next turn you pass right. There's five total turns. Uh, then after that, you're uh, playing your lessons which are you're putting goals down. You're either putting goals down for yourself face down or you're putting goals up for everybody face up. Yep, those yeah. are the public lessons. The idea with the public lessons is that you want to put a lesson out there that you think will benefit you at the end of the game. Big time. Yeah, and that worked out real well for somebody. <laughs> um, then the next thing you're doing is you're trying to attract the cats. and Oh, you have to pay for your cards when you draft them with your fish. Fish, yep. Your fish is also what it costs you to buy... The cats to rescue the yep, cats. You have to bribe you're the cats. Bribing the cats, and there's two different areas of cats. Each area has six cats in it. One of the areas is worth uh, costs three fish. The other area costs five fish. So there's a lot of strategy in regard to what because you know you have to also pick out what shape's going to work because you're trying to cover. We're trying to fill rooms. Yep. You're trying to cover treasure maps. 
and you're trying to kill rats. Yep. So there's a lot of things to think about on putting your board together, putting your Tetris shapes on your board. And the shapes are all big. Oh, and then there's treasures that you can get as well. Um, the treasures help you a lot in filling in spots where you couldn't fit a cat. So it's it's pretty cool. There's a lot to go on that. And then once you've um, attracted your cats, and it takes baskets and fish to get your cats, then you put out your then you hunt for treasures or wild cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what they're called now. The, Osira, the Osh- Oshaks. Oshaks. The Oshak cats, which are the old wise cats. Um, and then you do it all over again. You do it for five rounds, and you're trying to meet your goals that you've laid in your lessons. You're trying to fill your ship with cats. And you're trying to kill the rats and cover the treasure maps, and it's just a lot of different things that you have to kind of keep in mind. But it's a ton of fun. It is. Uh, was, the artwork's really the artwork's good. Awesome. Uh, yep. And it comes with the thing that made me decide I had to buy this game: meeples. Yep. Yeah, Meow. those are really cool. Cat-shaped meeples. Now, I think you mentioned earlier that you don't use them as much as you think you would unless you get the Oshak cats. Well, and that's... Um, we played just the normal version. Right. There's also a family version and a solo variant. Yep. So you might end up using those meeples a lot more. Yeah, in those versions. In those versions, yeah. So, I honestly don't know, but just the fact that you have they them really in front cool. of you is very cool. I like the meeples. And the fish tokens were cool. Like you said, the Tetris shapes are great. Yep. Um, just the whole idea of the game is really interesting. And it's, I think, probably zooming up the old board game geek chart as far as... Yeah, I would say it's probably going to... I know it's early to say, but it's it's probably going to be my top ten for the year. Yeah, and it's also, came out. it's also entirely possible that, like I said, it's going up the board game geek chart because um, I've seen a lot of reference to it on some of the, you know, the gamer sites on YouTube and that kind of thing. Rotto and uh, uh, Rodney Smith runs through it, so... If it's, it's the base game a, is a one to four players, but the expansion adds two more players, so it's it's one to six players if you get the expansion, and it it really is true to its. It says sixty to ninety minutes, but it it's really true to that. I think we played it in about about an hour, yeah, hour and a half, and that so. was a learning game. I mean, it was a learning game, but yeah, the rules are very. You don't have even have to watch a watch it played or anything like that. To, because uh, you'd watched, uh, I'd watched um, Rodney Smith. I'd watched Rodney Smith set it up and, and sort of run through it. I watched Rotto, but I got I couldn't do it. And then I watched um, John Gets Games. Yep. And the John Gets Games one, he, he tends to do a really good job of... Uh, he plays the game, basically, and explains the rules as he plays the game. Yep. And I tend to learn better that way. Now, the other thing about this is on each ship, there is a list of what happens every turn. And it's pretty straightforward. The only thing you'd really need to refer to the rule book for is if there was any little things like, uh, is there a hand limit? Well, yeah. no, it turns out there isn't. Uh, can, how many goals can you have? Well, as many as you can put down. Um, it's just, it's bit, not yeah, a, as many you can it's afford. <laughs> not, yeah, as many, yeah, it's not a hard game to play, but it's, like Joe said, packed full of uh, meat, basically. you got all kinds of different strategies. The rule book is, is, is very straightforward, and that's, I did not watch any playthrough videos on it. And so we just read through each stage of the rules and did it as we read through it. And it was very simple. That first round, everyone knew what we were doing and and we were able to play through it very well. And then after that, we didn't even re, re, yeah, re, return we, to the rules. But it also, if you read through the rules, there's a story in there. The story is pretty so cool, actually. Yeah. I had asked both Jess and Tom, I said, do you guys want me to read the story? And they both said no. Well, I, I don't and know. And you know that, what? I don't I did know that it anyway. I said no. I think I said, I don't care. 
It sounded like a no. <laughs> I didn't care, but it, yeah, but, but it was, but it, it yeah, it was the story epic. was pretty good. It's pretty good. The story's pretty good. Yep. I'll give you that. So, so that's that's what we played so far. Um, so we've got a new product sent to us. It's a Raise Energy Drink, and I've actually had quite a few of their flavors. There's eight flavors total, and uh, they're sold in GNC stores and vitamin shops. Okay. So they're not sold in like gas stations. And the reason for that is because they're not filled with a bunch of junk like the normal energy drink would be. So in this here, there's zero sugar. Uh, there's no crash involved because there's no sugar. Uh, it's got electrolytes, so it's like drinking a Gatorade. And then BCAA aminos. So reading down the nutrition facts here, there's zero calories. Uh, there's zero calories from fat. There's total fat of zero grams. There's saturated fat of zero grams. Trans fat, zero grams. Cholesterol, zero milligrams. Uh, sodium, there's 15 milligrams. Potassium, there's 55 milligrams. Total carbohydrates, zero Dietary fiber, zero. Sugar, zero. Protein, zero. And they taste really well. Uh, if you want to go over this here, the refresh. they're refresh. Well, basically, it says refresh with raise. And the F, it's the, re, the fresh is in, in uh, parentheses. And the F stands for focus, a powerful nootropic blend featuring alpha GPC, Delivers crystalline focus and mental clarity without the crash. Find your flow. Or recovery. Uh, fortify the R stands for recovery. Fortified with restorative branched chain amino acids, amino acids, BCAs. Raz, raise rather supports physical and mental recovery. E stands for energy. Charged with time-released caffeine. Raise delivers an insane no-crash burst of energy uh, ever Tangled with three bulls. Have you? Oh, ever tangled. Oh, I see. It's a question. Have I you? I have not. Oh, no. okay. Well, maybe you should drink one of these and then tangle with three bulls. I'll give it a try. Here. I'm pretty sure he won't come out alive, but I'm it'll be sure a fun I story. Either. Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't be able to tell it, but whoever's watching could. I will. I'll yeah, videotape it for you guys. Stamina is the S. Contains a mixture of revitalizing nutrients for body and mind. Rays unleashes your second, third, and fourth wind. Whoa. And the H stands for hydration. Packed with replenishing electrolytes... For rapid hydration, raise is the most refreshing energy drink on the planet, uh, the greater aid. Now I see the references that they're making to some of these things. Um, sounds like something I would actually want to take with me when I play softball because and drink one before and one after so I could have the energy to play and then afterwards recover from the exertion of playing. Right. And I've had, uh, I had the Voodoo flavor, which is uh, kind of like a tangerine... Um, that was me citrusy, it, by the way. Yeah, and Tom's actually gonna drink one. This is the Apollo. Is that what this is? Yep. Called? I, I, I have not had that flavor yet. I will try it and see what it's like. For not having sugar in it, it's pretty good. I'm not sure what I'd what I'd call that. Does it give a description of what the flavor is? No. I like it. I just don't know what it is. I've had the Galaxy Burst, which is what is in my hand right now, and that tastes like a like a fruit punch. This is like almost like a Seven Up or a or a Sprite okay. flavor. It's got there's a there's a little fruitiness to it, but it's not uh, overwhelming, and I like it. I like it actually quite a bit. They um, have several different flavors. They have uh, grape bubble gum. They have sour gummy worms. 
They have Galaxy Burst, which is like a fruit punch. Apollo, which is like a 7-up Sprite. like a Sprite flavor. Uh, or... Fruity Sprite flavor. Uh, Voodoo, which is like a tangerine. They've got a Guava, a guava Mango. Um, they've got a, fro- a Freeze. Um, it's a white can. And that one is supposed to be kind of like a white monster. Oh, okay. Um, so probably a couple... So far, what I've tasted... They're really good. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big energy drink guy, mostly because they're just loaded with a ton well, of like guarine, guarine or whatever the heck that yeah. is. Or all that stuff that I don't, you know, just chemicals. Yeah, Essentially, this one chemicals. here is electrolyte, so it's like a Gatorade, no sugar, and then aminos. So, well, and the thing that I like looking at is the potassium levels are good, and there's no carbohydrates, which for me personally... Is a big thing. I think it's kind of cool that there you can only find these in in like vitamin shops. GNC. Yeah. So you're not going to find it at a gas station because right. it's not junk. It's not filled with sugars. There you go. So that's our new. Uh, it's not our new product, but Ray's energy drinks. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, also, if you do go on their website, um, put in the code at checkout, Average Joe, and uh, it's A V G J O E, and uh, that'll. Show that you listen to it here, and I don't know if you get a percentage off or whatever, but there you go. Put in the code AVG or AVGJOE, and that will help you out at checkout. There you go. Um, so under our main topic, solo games, <laughs> which is an interesting topic for us because both of us discussed this before we went on the air here. We're not big solo game people. No, because <laughs> we like people. We like people, so it's fun to play games with people. We will tell you that we're six feet apart here while we're doing this, but, you know, we played games together. We played, there's three of us played games together. We're social distancing as best we can. Yeah, six feet. I mean, I'm sitting on his lap. Yeah, basically. Six feet, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, no. I'm not going to make the joke (laughs) I was going to make. It's a family show. So, solo games. I mean, there's, there's tons of... Of solo games out there. Um, there's games with solo variants. Uh, one of our members in our, our game group had, had actually mentioned, have you ever made a solo variant to just any game? And uh, one of the other ones said, yeah, yeah you can do it with you dice. Do it with dice. So, yeah, that was really, that was clever, I thought. Yep. Yeah. So, and then if you want to read anything into that, uh, I believe it was Tommy Bird and yep. John Thornton were the ones that were talking yep. about that. So, and that's but on, that's on our Facebook group. You could look at that a little bit more. But some of the some of the uh, uh, recommendations. So, uh, one of them was a thousand year old vampire RPG. So there are RPGs that are uh, solos. If I mean, if you're really into RPGs and you can't get that group together, because RPGs, can, let's be honest... That's a group... It is. ...deal. So, in Thousand Year Old Vampire RPG, in Thousand Year Old Vampire, you chronicle the many centuries of a vampire's existence, beginning with the loss of mortality and ending with the inevitable destruction. Prompt-driven play and simple resource tracking provide... Easy rules for exploring your character's human failings, villainous acts, and surprising victories. Expect gut-churning decisions and uh, (laughs) irreconcilable acts. I don't know if I said that right. There we go. I cannot read. Uh, The game mechanics are simple and intuitive. Play progresses semi-randomly. 
through a book of prompts, which let you explore your vampire's wants and needs. So kind of like it's so it's a choose, choose your, your own, own adventure book. Yeah, I mean that's essentially yep. what it is. I can see that. Yeah, you resolve problems and charts the chart the decline into sequence uh, sense, whatever that is. Um, you play can happen entirely within the character sheet or can become a journaling activity. Both work equally well. Vampires, for the purpose of this game, can mean nearly anything that is functionally immortal. Doesn't like daylight and preys on humans for sustenance. I like Montague Summers type. Montague? I don't know. Oh, here we go. Montague. Yep, Montague Summers type vampires myself. But this system is designed to be flexible. So, Obviously, I didn't write this. Yeah, this, this is, is off the of guy board, who uh, BGG. The game, evidently, but, um, yeah. All you need is a book or PDF, a D10, a D6 are recommended but optional. Uh, this is a solo game for you to play in lonely places, wrapped in darkness, but can be played multiplayer if you like. Play can take from one to three hours depending on how you go about things. So this... This for an RPG sounds like a great thing for anybody that's in role into role yeah, playing. Yeah, and your group can't get together, say, like you know, now during the quarantine. <laughs> yeah, unless you have yeah. Zoom or something like that. But I'll be honest, I can't make that kind of crap work. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I downloaded Zoom onto my computer, and it crashes. So it's like that. Eh, that's not gonna work. So if I was a role player, that would frustrate the bejesus out of me. And this sounds like it might scratch that itch. It does. If I couldn't get to somebody's house to play a game. Which you supposedly are not supposed to be doing right now. But. Yeah, well, you you shouldn't if you don't have to. Don't go out. Um, and if you do go out, groups uh, smaller than ten. Yep. And then again, if you're if you're not feeling well, you got any any cold or whatever, just stay home. Yeah, you know that's, makes that's a lot of sense. Like Tom and I game, both of us are feeling healthy. We don't we're we're, we're sanitizing whenever we possibly can. And we don't touch each other other than me sitting on his lap right now. Exactly. So that's just standard and we don't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't use hands, okay? No, no hands. Yeah, no hands. Hands are out. <laughs> don't touch each other's faces, that kind of thing. It's starting to sound weird. It is. It's it's weird. It's all Tom. Um he forced me to do it. There so you go. uh if there's another adult, I need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> One of the weird ones that I saw on this list was Zombicide. I had not known that you could play that solo. Yes, there is a solo variant in it. I, I like Zombicide. This is one I cannot imagine playing solo and it being a lot of fun. But what's Alongside Zombicide, it actually is another um, zombie game, uh, Zombie 15. And that actually has a solo variant as well. And that game is played in 15 minutes. That might be kind of fun. So that one, I, I actually picked up the solo variant on that uh, on Miniature Market. I think it was less than $10. Oh. But it comes with a scenario book, so you okay. can you can play multiple games of that, and it it's a fifteen minute game. That so like it could be actually takes longer to set it up than to play it, <laughs> <laughs> which kind of like Zombicide. So Zombicide is a collaborative game in which players take the role of a survivor. Each of the unique abilities and harness both their skills and the power of teamwork against the hordes of unthinking undead. Zombies are predictable, stupid, but deadly, controlled by simple rules and a deck of cards. Unfortunately for you, there are a lot more zombies than you have bullets. Find weapons, kill zombies. The more zombies you kill, the more skilled you get. The more skilled you get, the more zombies appear. The only way out is zombicide. Well, I was going to say, I've, I've played this game with people. I mean, m multiple people, not solo. I don't think I've ever won it. 
I don't think you ever will win it. I don't think you. I don't think you're supposed to. I think you're supposed to do a certain amount and then just go. Okay, we're done. Yeah, we're gonna be. We're all gonna be killed. But boy, we got this far. That was pretty cool. Because uh, isn't the goal usually to fly out of there or get out of the mall or something? You you want to complete your goal as fast as you possibly can yeah. and then get out. And I honestly don't think I've ever gotten to the point where we've gotten everybody out. It's just, but it's still one of those games that's fun to play. I because... went heavy on the first zombie side. Yeah, um, I got a bunch of the player packs. I got specialized containers for everyone. I even got game night kits for promos to give yep. away. And we played. Well, we played once. No, yeah, we played it a couple times because I remember bringing my character over okay. a few times. So we played twice at least. At least two times, and then it just sat. So, yeah. but and I still have game night two, which gets another promo for you. Yeah. So maybe one of these we'll days when the quarantine ends, we'll get back in that because I think I have like eight promos to give away for yeah, those on so. each one of them. But and it's like I say, it's a fun game. It's just one of those that. After a while, if you've played it enough times, you just go, yeah, this is frustrating. I'm done. Yep. For a while. And then you go, oh, I think I'd like to try this again because I think I got some ideas. The other one like that, I can't remember the name of it now, but man, I, we played it three or four times and so far have not done well with it. And if I could remember the name of the game, I'd say it. So it's kind of anticlimactic that I'm bringing it up. But wow. similar, ty- similar type of deal where you play a game and you just can't win. Pandemic is kind of like that, but I have won Pandemic a couple yeah, times. Yeah, we've won Pandemic. Um, that's a way to get our listeners going and then just like, yeah. hey, guys, hey. you know that game I was talking about? I well, don't remember. So uh. Listen next time and I'll hopefully have the name of it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's so teaser. He's, yeah, he's teasing you. Teaser. So another one another was one. Uh, Four Against Darkness. Uh, which, again, a solo game called Four Against Darkness. Kinda so confusing. this one here, no miniatures are needed. All you need is, is the book, a pencil, two six-sided dice, and grid paper. You choose four character types from classic classes. Warrior, wizard, rogue, halfling, dwarf, barbarian, cleric, elf. Well, so, okay, um, here's my first part problem with this. Some of those are classes, some of those are races. Come on! <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, equip them and start adventuring in dungeons created by dice rolls. Okay, so that's And fun. by your choices. Uh, when you enter a room, you generate its content on a series of random tables... You will meet monsters, fight them, hopefully defeat them, or decide that discretion is the better part of valor. You manage your resources, healing spells, life points, equipment, grab treasure, dodge traps, find clues, and even accept quests from the monsters you meet. Your characters can level up and become better at what they do, but it will not be easy. So okay. that's Four Against Darkness. That actually sounds kind of fun. I'll be honest with you. That one sounds like it could be kind of fun just because of the dice rolling. And it's another choose-your-own-adventure type situation. Yep. See, a zombie side, I would say, is not choose-your-own-adventure. No. But this one sounds a little bit like that, which does sound kind of fun. Zombie side is a, a set scenario, and you yep. are trying to beat the scenario. Yes, which is, as we mentioned earlier, impossible. In most zombies, zombie <laughs> movies and zombie TV shows, the zombies eventually win. They win, yeah. yeah. Even 28 Days Later, where you think that the zombies won. Or that the is that what's won. going on right now? 28 Days Later? I think that's where we're at now. Oh. Right? Except that's not zombies. That, this, this that's is rabies. A, this is it? That's like an advanced version of rabies? Yeah, this is a disease, not a... Which is really weird. You're frothing at the mouth a lot. Uh, well. Yeah. Why are you trying to bite me? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting on my lap. Oh, okay. That, okay. that, was, the, that was the straw. So again... I think we're seeing maybe a common theme in some of these, but we'll go on with the next one. Uh, Chainsaw Warrior. Uh, it's the year 2032, so not too far in the future. No. A warp 
has opened up in the old municipal buildings in the heart of the old Manhattan and bizarre creatures are flooding through into so, your into our dimension. Kind of a Ghostbusters thing. Goading them on is darkness, a malevolent entity who intends dragging the city of New York back through the warp, destroying its destroying it utterly. Man brave men many or brave. many brave men died assailing darkness stronghold before they remembered you in the past you have done the special forces unit many favors but now you must come out of the retirement to face the toughest challenge of your glorious career equipped with all the latest high-tech are uh armaments. Um, armaments you must battle your way into very heart of darkness's domain and defeat him within the hour or the city you love will be destroyed Chainsaw Warrior is a nail-biting game for one strong-nerved player. Yes, it is a solo game, just you against the clock. Can you save New York? Remember, you only have one hour. So that's a Chainsaw Warrior, and that's played in an hour. Interesting scenario, anyway. I don't know how the mechanics go on that one, but I would assume probably a similar Choose your own adventure style. I believe, if I remember, when I looked up this one, this is an older game, Chainsaw yeah. Warrior. Well, I would guess from the fact that 2032 is the year they're looking yeah, at. Yeah, it looked like the 12 box. 12 years out from there. Kind of like the 80s yeah. um, Games Workshop boxes. Okay. Yeah, we're 12 years out, so I'm going to guess that more than likely this would have been something from yeah. the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, in the 80s. 2032, 2032 it seems, yeah. Way away. I'm never going to make it there. A guy born in 1961 and looking at 1932 or 2032, I'm going... Crap, it's a long, not that long away, and I'll be old. I'm yeah, or if you're listening to this in the year 2040, then it's like, well, that game like, was well, taken that in was, the past. I mean, kind of like, Je- <laughs> like the Jetsons, you know. Yeah. Like, where's my flying car? I blew uh, it up. You want me to do this one? Yeah. So Tokyo Express is another one. Tokyo Express is a solitaire and two-player simulation of the night naval battles off of Guadalcanal. This one intrigues me because I'm a World War II guy. I like, I like history of World War II. Uh, in the solitary version, you command the U.S. fleet awaiting the emergence of the Tokyo Express from the darkness. You group airships into formations, assigning them orders, and select the targets to attack with torpedoes and guns. Simple mechanisms control Japanese maneuvers and target assignments in a realistic manner. You never know when combat will occur until the explosion of torpedoes, salvos, signals the presence of Japanese forces who detected you first and made their surprise attacks. The two-player version modifies a solitaire game and pits players against each other in an exciting recreation of World War II naval combat. Tokyo Express graduated in complexity to help you learn, or is graduating in complexity to help you learn the rules as you play. This one intrigues me. I am a big World War II guy. That's a, my study in college, aside from being a theater guy, was history. And okay. I, I uh, specialized kind of in World War II era. And I really think this one looks like it could be fun. And I might have to see if I can find a copy of this somewhere because this one I might play. Um, don't know if uh, uh, anybody else has played it. If you have, let us know in the comments or wherever you can let us know. And we'll uh, we'll see about uh, see about that one being something that might be kind of fun to play. That, I'd like to try it both as a solo and a two-player person game. And then the last one on this list... Yeah, well, no, we, we'll go over that in a minute. Uh, we mentioned Isle of Cats, the Isle of Cats. 
It's a great multiplayer game, but it looks like it has a solo version that I actually think I want to try just because, again, I get to hang out with cat meowples. Meowples. I think that's the cleverest thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> um, so that one I think I'm going to have to give it a shot. You'll, you'll probably be able to give it a shot. We both oh, have a definitely, copy of the yeah. game. Uh, the other one that intrigued the snot out of me after I watched a couple of playthroughs was One Deck Dungeon. And I mentioned that I purchased both the original and the uh, follow-up versions of it. Haven't tried it yet. Watched a couple playthroughs. The components are awesome. Uh, the dice, there's three main colors of dice. And then there's, I think, black dice that are the wild dice. And they're clear. They're kind of the clear dice. Um, the the uh, tokens for... Uh, health are marble hearts. They're mm. heart-shaped, made out of glass or marble or something. They're really cool. And there's a deck of dungeon cards that you go through three times, and then the third time uh, you go through it once, twice, and after the third time you go through it, you, you fight the boss. Uh, I think there's a number of different characters you can choose from to use as your as your character to battle. You level up as you go. Uh, you gain treasures and abilities and spells and potions. just looks like a really cool little intriguing one- or two-player game, but basically it's a one-player game. I mean, essentially, it is a one-player game. Um, the two-player version, you're playing as one team, and everybody, it's it's basically a, a two-player, one-player game. So it looks really good. I'm going to try that. I think, actually, I'm going to try it tonight and see how it goes. And then when we talk again next time, I can give you a better idea of how it plays. But watching it played was really cool. Um, Legendary, I think you know more about that than I do. I might. Okay, so Legendary is an amazing deck builder that is, like Marvel Legendary, is a one to six players. Um, I think some most of them are one to four. Uh, you've got the occasional one to six. I think it so, plays best when I've played it with two Honestly. Um, yeah. Well, 4 was pretty good. The Alien one with 4. It's a great solo game, to be honest. I have not played it ever solo. I've only played uh, I play it, it single quite a bit so- solo, <laughs> mostly because well, it's, so it's hard to to get people to to play. Uh, when there's so many games out there, it's like, oh, yeah, I've got this. So Marvel Legendary is one that I have put a lot of money into. I've got custom player mats. Um I've got custom play mats, and um, yeah, I've got it all sorted out. So the Marvel one, there's tons and tons of expansions. Uh, I can't even tell you the number of expansions on that. Uh, I know they keep keep releasing like two to three small ones a year, and then one to two big ones a year. Well, and they go with different themes. I know oh, Marvel, Marvel was the first big theme. Did they do anything with DC or not? No, they've not done so anything just with Marvel. DC. Yeah, so but Marvel. Then they have the aliens. Yeah, so Marvel is all its own base set, and so right. that one they come out with expansions right. like crazy. Then they've got Marvel Villains, which they came out with two expansions for. I played that. That's fun. They have X Files. They have that. Buffy it's the Vampire Slayer. Not played that one. Uh, they have the newest one, which I am so pumped about, which is James Bond. I want to play that one. <laughs> Um, so you get to play several different movies and you get, uh, your base deck is, uh, Sean Connery or Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan, um, Timothy Dalton, uh, I assume. No, it's, uh. Good because he's not James Bond and never was. <laughs> uh, Daniel Craig is the other yes, one. that would be, okay, so, Daniel Craig I like. Sean Connery. Sean Connery is, is probably. Is the one that matters. He is the quintessential James Bond. 
So Sean Connery is so cool in this game. I'm pretty sure I counted they they did two base decks of Sean Connery. I believe it. And then one of everyone else. Now, so the realistic thing about James Bond is that Roger Moore is probably more people's James Bond than Sean Connery. Well, they're just wrong. But that's because <laughs> no, and I I agree. Don't get me wrong, but he is my James Bond because he is the James Bond I grew up with. Technically, I grew up with the books. I read the books before. You're like I saw 20 years it. older than me, right? Yes. So you're James, James Bond. James Bond, for me, is not is, Timothy Dalton because, God, he was horrible. No, is Sean Connery because right. he's who I grew up with. Well, you had see, okay, I <laughs> when I started going to movies, I had a buddy. We were in middle school. This is a long damn time ago, too, by the way, people. And I had read Man with a Golden Gun. I had read Dr. No. I, I was a prolific reader as a kid. Two of the scenarios that you play in James Bond Legendary. There you go. So, And they're both Roger. Well, no, Dr. No is Sean Connery, but Man with a Golden Gun, which is the first one I remember seeing, was Roger Moore. And that was the coolest movie because you had this gun that you put together out of different things. A fountain pen, a, a lighter, and I forget what the other parts are, but it was just really cool. Plus, he shot that Walter PPK, which yeah. is an awesome gun. Well, anyway, so that was my, for a long time, that was my James Bond. And then my parents introduced me to Sean Connery with Dr. No and uh, some of the other earlier ones. And I went, okay, he's much cooler as James Bond. But my James Bond is still Roger Moore because he's the guy I first saw as James Bond. So a side note here, list your favorite James Bonds in order, top to to least. You're going to punch me, but Roger Moore, Sean Connery. Daniel Craig, Timothy Dalton, not Timothy Dalton's at the end. I don't even count Timothy Dalton. Um, uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan, and then George Lazenby, and then Timothy Dalton. Wow! And here's the thing. Timothy Dalton should never have been James Bond. It should have been Pierce Brosnan doing all those movies, and it would have been a much better, because Pierce Brosnan... He was doing Remington Steele at right. that time. And so he got screwed, yeah. basically, out of being James Bond, and they had to go with the inferior Timothy Dalton, who I've never seen in anything else but James Bond movies, quite honestly. <laughs> so he might be a great actor, I don't know. But unfortunately, he was a crappy James Bond. So that was your top yes. to bottom. Yep. Mine is Sean Connery, Yep. number one. Yep. Pierce Brosnan, number two. Yeah. Roger okay. Moore, number three. Okay. Daniel Craig, number four. Yeah. Timothy Dalton... And then George Lazenby. Okay, and then the other one we're forgetting is uh, David Niven, who's actually above oh. Timothy Dalton, in my opinion, yep. as well. David Niven was actually possibly the second James Bond, because I think he was James Bond between uh, Connery and Moore. And that was just a one-off thing that somebody besides the Broccoli family did. So, but, so and, and then, then it was an American James Bond. That doesn't count either because yeah, yeah you don't do you don't put an American in as James Bond. No, but back to legacy. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Got a little There's James Firefly. Bond oh, that was fun. Um, that that's one was a good fun. one. We played that one, and that was a good time. A huge Firefly fan. So Love obviously, uh, then you've got Aliens. I played that a lot. And Predator, and you can combine the two. Yeah. Two Aliens versus Predator, and I never played it that way. I just played the Aliens version of it, but. Aliens vs. Predator sounds like it'd be fun. Oh, and then there's uh, the uh, Phase 10, Marvel Phase 10, which is all by itself, and that's the movie version of the characters, and that's that's okay. a lot of fun, too. Yeah, because everything else is based on the comics for the oh, Marvel, right? and Big Trouble Little China. Oh, yeah, that's the one I want to try, yep. just because... 
I love the movie, so there you go. But I'm a I'm obviously a huge fan of Legendary. So when yeah. when we're talking solo, Legendary, awesome mechanics and is is so great solo. And it's also a great game with multiple people, but really it it stands out for me. That's yeah. gotta be my number one. And it's a deck builder in the classic sense that you have cards you buy. Yep. Cards that you add to your deck. You've got a storyline, you've got a scheme, yep. you've got a mastermind, you've got yep. people going through the villains, you have the henchmen, they've got bystanders, you take wounds. It's there's there's so much to it. Yeah. And each game has a playmat that is your game board. Yeah, so it's is, it's just a great game altogether. So if you have not cool. checked out Legendary, one, I don't know what's wrong with you, I don't know why you haven't yet. Uh definitely do it. <laughs> I'm not saying buy it. I'm just saying no, check just it out. Go through some playthroughs. It's, it's it. definitely worth checking out. Another one that I'm eventually going to get Joe to play is Marvel Champions. Uh, it does have a solo variant. I have not played it very often, but I have invested in it, and I have probably not anywhere near as large yet, yet being the keyword as legendary. Uh, it's a more of an LCG than a than a deck builder because you build you pre-build your deck. And then you use those cards to try and defeat villains and defeat their schemes, defeat their uh, henchmen and all that stuff. So it's a similar style of game, but instead of being a deck builder where you purchase cards and add them to your deck, you have a pre-built deck that you go through, and you can go through it multiple times. And uh, your goal is to try and defeat the villain and keep them from accomplishing their schemes. A lot of fun. I liked it. Uh First solo game I ever bought in my entire life when I was first starting to get into gaming was a game called Friday, which is a Robinson Crusoe, essentially deck builder style game. Uh, I want to say the guy who who designed Agricola, is okay. that uh, Rose, U.E. Rosenbelt or something like that? I can't remember his name. But the guy who designed, I believe it's the guy who designed Agricola, designed Friday, and basically you have cards that you... It's, you can't win it. It's, from what I understood, it's very, very difficult to win. But you're essentially Robinson Crusoe on the island, and there's different effects that the cards have, and they flip. And not really ever played the game, watched it a couple times. Um, and that was when I kind of realized I'm not much of a solo game guy because it was like, well, I can cheat and win, but I don't want to. And plus, Much it, like any game out there. Well, true. But it was the rules were also kind of difficult to understand. That was before I was doing a lot of watching of playthroughs and things. Okay. So I kind of sat on my shelf for a while, and I'm going to probably drag it out because in this time where we're not doing stuff with people as much, I might try it again. Um, I don't know if you've done many of the escape room games. Yeah, I actually I've uh, I actually just borrowed a couple out to uh, Adam. Oh, okay. We had well, he's uh, a big escape, escape room the guy. room yeah. game. Yeah, he actually designs escape rooms. Yes. So he's. Uh, he has a record of how many he's won and how many he's lost, and he travels all over to do he those. Literally, and... does travel from city to city, and when he goes someplace, he'll play. You have to have him in sometime. Talk yeah, about that, very that, very I smart person. Very cool. So I think it'd be very cool to hear his adventures too. Yeah, I've I've done one, no, two escape rooms in my entire life. One, some friends of mine was a regular full hour escape room. We actually ended up winning it. Each one of us in the group contributed, which is cool. Um, it got a little urgent at the end because one person had to go to the bathroom so badly that she just wanted it to be done. I believe um, that's when you just uh, break a hole through the wall. Well, yeah, but that was and it was at that time that we found the way to get to the final answer to the room. Uh, the other one it was at Geekway to the West, and it was a little five minute escape room basically. And it was a group of us that went in into a one it was one room, and you had to figure out a few clues. And we actually did not complete that escape room the correct way. 
uh, somebody figured out there was a way to open the door. That was without... really weird. They turned the light off, locked the door, gave yeah. one person a baseball bat, and just yeah, went and, then, and then I won. That's how I won. <laughs> no, it was it was I mean, we we were figuring out the puzzles, but there was something wrong with one of the the locks on one of the doors, and it popped open without us having to figure out the puzzles. Oh, so you cheated? Essentially, yeah. Okay. Not not on purpose. It was just something that sort of happened. Yep. But it was still a lot of fun, and it made me think I should do more escape rooms. As but, Tom hides the bolt cutters. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the escape room box games, I have, I have that was a, where I figured out, again, not a big escape, or not a big solo game guy, because you can really, really cheat on those. Mm-hmm. And basically, I, I don't have the patience for that kind of thing. It seems fun in theory, and I'm sure other people are very good at them. I'm not that good at them. I like to have other people to bounce stuff off of for that kind of thing. Yeah, that's the thing is is when you do them as a team, it, it makes it a lot easier because you, you're going to have someone that sees something that you don't. Right, and that you and if they see something, they can't quite figure it out. You see something, you can't quite figure it out. Between the two or three or four or five or six of how many people are in the escape room are playing the game, you figured out. Yep. That way. Um, classic, classic, classic solo games, and I actually do like these. Solitaire. Just a deck of cards. Yep. You know, king through ace and playing, you know, shuffling up and doing I used to I play just, double solo with my grandma. See, and I, didn't, I never, I played some of that with my parents as well, but not, I don't remember it that well. But I like all kinds. I mean, there's clock solitaire. That was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Um, just regular old solitaire, and there's a, another spider solitaire. There's oh yeah, another one. That yep. one's a lot of fun. Um, most people are familiar with that now as games on a computer, but you can actually play them with a regular deck of cards. You can, kind of cool. Yeah, yep. And then the ones that I have again, uh, I only way I've played one of these is with two people, which is weird. But it's a solo group called the Oniverse, which includes Oniram, oh yeah, Sylvian, Castilian. Which I have those three games, and then there's Nautilian and Arion, and I do not have those. And actually, Nautilian I don't think is available anymore. Arion might be, but I haven't been able to find it anywhere. And they're all in the same universe. They're basically card-driven games. Oniram, you're dreaming, mm-hmm. and it involves monsters and nightmares. Tra- right? Nightmares, yeah, yeah, nightmares. It's actually a pretty cool game. And I, like I say, the only time I ever played it was a two-person game. And it was one of the people I was playing, the other person I was playing with was very sort of controlling on it because it's cooperative when you play it, two people. Um, which a lot of solo games, if they have a multiplayer variant, are solo. A lot of solo, a lot of cooperative games do have solo variants as well. So what you're saying is you don't like being told what to do on every move? I don't like being told what to do every move. Huh, weird. So, yeah, I know it's odd. Um, but I, and I also... You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and as I mentioned, and I think Joe said this as well, not much of a solo gamer. No, you're if not. you are great, and and hopefully we've given you some ideas on some games that you'll enjoy. Um, this Tokyo Express really, really intrigues me, and that dungeon, the four out was it four? Oh, four against darkness. Four against darkness actually really kind of intrigues me. So those are ones I might be interested in trying. I'm gonna I'm gonna play one deck dungeon. I actually really interested in the uh, thousand year old vampire just because I, I like vampires. Yeah, and I could I could probably get behind that one. I can see that. I just I'm not. I used to be, and I am not anymore an RPG guy. No, I'm no, not either. But I don't know what happened. I would probably definitely be down. And see, that's that's the thing is like I love watching people do the RPGs, especially the ones that really get into it. Yeah. But I myself, it's I can't do it. 
what I mentioned previously, I'm a theater major. You would yeah. think this would be right up my alley. You would I, think. but I And it was up until I became really, really serious about the theater thing. Um, part of it became I like having a director and a script, mm. and I know what the story is, and I know how it's going to end. Yep. And I think that just got driven out of me somehow. Both I, my, I would like to try my hand someday as like a DM. Yeah. My youngest kid, I used to drag him to conventions with me because I wanted to play board games. And he would not, he wasn't as big a board gamer, but he'd go find the uh, video games if there were video games. Mm-hmm. If there weren't video games, he would find his way into a RPG and has become a pretty good RPG player. He's a DM and he also has characters that he runs. So he seems to enjoy that. My oldest is more of a board gamer, card gamer guy. Um, and I'm a board game guy. I like cards, um, just like Bridge and Hearts and... Uh, diamonds and those games, you know, you trick, like trick shaking games. You like bridge. I, I haven't played bridge in a very long time. You like bridge. I don't. He's so old. I don't like bridge. <laughs> I actually don't like bridge. I, I, my mom tried to teach to me at one point when I was a kid, and it just seemed too complicated to me. But I like spades and I like hearts. Whoa! And I like, uh, I like easy uh, there, fella. <laughs> I like diamonds. I don't know if there's a game called clubs. I think there is actually. I there think is. There is actually a game called yeah. clubs. But I mean, the, I feel like someone was just going through and was like, "Okay, well, that's a club. Let's well, do a game called Clubs. Oh, well, Hearts. Okay, let's do Hearts. Yeah, but Hearts. <laughs> okay, Hearts is a traditional card game. Spades is a traditional card game. Diamonds. Is Diamonds a, is a game from Stronghold Games. It is a great game. Is it Stronghold? <laughs> yeah. Was it okay? It's a great game. Oh, the little vaults. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that game. I've played it every year. They we have a second printing out now. Or. Yeah. Uh, Second version? Yeah, that includes so updated. It includes the thief and stuff that they've yeah. added onto it. But I've played that game every year. I've played in the tournament that I've been to Geekway. I've played in the tournament. Yeah. Um, uh, Spades, I don't think, or clubs, I don't think I've ever played. And I think that's also a stronghold game, by the way. Could be. Hearts and Sp- I think they can't do anything with Hearts and Spades because those games have been out forever as just regular trick taking games with a regular deck of cards. But. Um, sure, you probably do a twist on it. You could, and they probably will. But I, I have a feeling it would be very confusing to people if you did that. Yeah. Because, like I say, Hearts is a pretty traditional game. Spades is a pretty traditional game. Um, but, and I like blackjack, of course, but that's and poker. But you know, just games with cards. We should have a poker night here. No, we should not. <laughs> we should not. If you want to keep friendships, don't have a poker game. That oh, actually, not weird. Mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. So those are those are basically some solo games. I'm sure you guys have a few that we didn't mention that you can put into the comments and such. Um, hope you enjoyed that list. We have one more. Oh yeah, there is one more. I almost forgot about that. It's Unbroken. Yep. By Ultima Games, and that is not all adventures end well. Some groups meet their untimely demise. At the hands of monsters all too soon. And Unbroken is a story of one such ill-advised expedition. You, the player, take on the role of a sole survivor of the failed adventure. Finding yourself in hostile territory, weak and wounded. You will need to gather your wits and strengths, craft weapons from scraps found around you, and attempt to tackle progressively more challenging monsters on your way out of the Forsaken Place. Unbroken is a solo card game that is quick to set up and play, but one that will produce a tense, challenging experience. 
You will collect resources representing your character's abilities and will need to ensure that you invest in a, in a right mix of resources to both keep yourself alive during your travels and also prepare for the gruesome monsters that will wait you in the dark. There are several options at your disposal. Brute force, trickery, clever use of skills. Customize your character and use your limited resources wisely. Only the craftiest and most resilient survivors will make it out alive. That's Unbroken. So, we have a copy of Unbroken to give away. I'm kind of looking at it as we speak here. It was a Kickstarter. I actually purchased it a while back. And it's got some pretty cool components. Uh, nice velvet bag. Cool engraved dice. And then you've got characters that you can choose from. And then they're double-sided, so male and female for each character. So we've got the Sage. Uh, we've got Sneak, a Brawler, and a Huntress. Or a Hunter. And those are the four characters. And then we've got a bunch of monsters. We've got uh, inset boards. Just awesome reference guides. Um... Ah, there's the monsters. Yep. Okay, so different monsters. Huge and the cards. Huge, yes, huge cards. I mean, they're the they're size big. of the box. Yeah. And then the inset boards are very nice. Uh, come with cubes that you can use yep. as well. Uh, actually, looks kind of neat. This is a very packed box. Yeah, for as, for yeah, it is for a solo game. There's a lot of stuff in here, and it looks really kind of cool. Again, so, not a big solo game guy, but this one looks good. We will be giving that away. Um, Wait, giving it away? Yes, we're giving it away. All right. So all you have to do is email us, podcast at outlook.com. Tell us what game we're giving away, and you'll be entered into a chance to win it. Uh, if you do win it, I will contact you and get your address and send it out to you. So... Um, I will sanitize it before I send it, so don't worry about that. Um, and then we had actually done a little bit of a poll the last time we were talking, and so our game group gave us some feedback. What game got you into the hobby? So a large amount of people said D&D. Yeah, and honestly, that's probably the thing that got me into the hobby. I mean, as far as gaming goes... Other than, you know, when you're a kid, Monopoly, Risk, uh, Chutes and Ladders, uh, Trouble, uh, Life, you know, those games. But to get into different kind of gaming, I would say D&D was yep. it. D&D &D was it. Catan was the next up, which uh, is uh, Settlers of Catan. So that was yep. not a surprise because that one's pretty much a gateway game. Yep. Kind of surprised Carcassonne's not there, but... I see Catan. Yeah, Munchkin would, was next up. Yep. I which, played, played I mean, you got D&D &D elements in Munchkin. You've got uh, a lot of comedy, and it's an easy game to, to get. That one's a weird one to me because I still like Munchkin. You love Munchkin. Yeah. Jess absolutely of, loves Munchkin. A lot of people will play Munchkin. And then, and then there's just, some people that you say Munchkin and they and turn they go, up their nose. Yep. Yeah, it's oh yeah, like, it's just, oh, wow, you like that. And you that? know for a fact they played it. Yeah. And they probably loved it. But then I think they either burn themselves out on it or they just look down their nose at it going, oh, that's just a children's game. Oh, yeah. And Munchkin has so many themes to it. I mean, just looking at my shelf up there, we've got the Deluxe Edition, we've got a regular version, we've got Apocalypse, we've got Munchkin Booty, we've got Cthulhu. It's half a shelf of Gloom. Uh, 
Good, Bad, and uh, Munchkin. That oh, was no, actually my first copy. It's more than a half uh, a shelf. It's a full freaking shelf. <laughs> we got Munchkin Impossible, which is like your your Mission, Mission Impossible, yeah. your James Bonds. Um, we've got Munchkin, Munchkin Legends. We've got Munchkin Quest. We've got Munchkin Light. We've got Munchkin Christmas. Munchkin Spell School. Star Munchkin. It's, Ninja Turtles. We've got X-Men. Zombies. Well, then uh, Harry doesn't, Potter. Doesn't count the little... Uh, packs like the wax packs that you used oh to yeah get the back cupids the, the all, yeah, all kinds it's of amazing stuff. and then the best part of the best munchkin that they ever designed that you and i both relatively heavily invested in at one point oh the collectible card game yeah the yep. munchkin collectible card game which is it never mind Yep. I just found my one case that I've never it, uh, opened. It's dead already. <laughs> oh, it died within a week or two of us getting yep. into it. It yep. was just amazing how fast that died. But I really liked it. We should actually pull, kick yeah, that we out should. and play it again. I think the only two people who ever played it in Sioux Falls... Probably the right two here. idiots that bought into it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I still have... I have a... Literally, I have a case. Yep. A box. A box. Like, you know, like a... a, a like a card box. Yeah. yeah. That I've never opened. Yeah, I can it's, believe it. It's, it's it's oh my god. Anyway, Hero Quest fun. was the next one. Uh, Hero <sighs> Quest. Um, it's kind of is it? Yeah, it's another f- game that I can't think of the name. I of think Hero Quest is is a copy that I actually uh, traded to a buddy of ours. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. So, and that's a hard to find one. It's very expensive, um, and that is. A little bit of D&D element, actually. Um, so you have one that's basically the game master, and then you're you're trying to get your your men through these these scenarios. Uh, Tactics 2 is an older war game. So, uh, I don't think I've played that, but I'm thinking it's... I might have. It's, if I have, it's been a while. John Thornton brought that up, yeah. and there was actually quite a few uh, more that actually that oh, said yeah, the same thing. Uh, Pandemic is another big one. The Cooperative. Yep. That was a, um, that's probably the first cooperative game. No, the first cooperative game I ever played was um, Legends of, over Camelot, um, or whatever that one is. Shadows over Shadows Camelot. Shadows over Camelot was yep. the first cooperative game. With the traitor game. element. Yep, and then Pandemic, which didn't have the traitor element and was just really, really hard. Oh my gosh, that game's hard. Uh, the next one was Africa Core. Not ever played that. Uh, which is another Carcassonne. war game. Yeah. Uh, Carcassonne. It is in there. I was. I and it. that's Carcassonne is another one that I absolutely love. Um, I can't get enough of them. I like Carcassonne. every time they come yeah. out with a new version. I've I'm, got yeah, I've got the shelf. original from Rio Grande. I've got the new one from Z Man, and then I've got Amazonas. I got Gold Rush, Over the Hill and Dale. I've got New World, Safari, and South Sea. And the South Sea <laughs> one, I think we've played both. Well, South Sea, you and I played quite a bit. I really liked the I liked Amazon that. one. And the Amazon, and that's one where you've got obviously with having eight foot table. Yeah, really comes in handy because yes. that is a long board. That was actually really fun. I really enjoyed that one quite a bit too. I like that one. I like the South Sea, and I like the original best. Yep. So I have not gotten to Gold Rush or uh, Safari I, yet. I want to say I played Gold Rush, but it's been a while. Actually, I don't think I played New World either. I don't remember that one. Yeah. Oh, that's the one that it's more of a like a teaching, like a history game. I think it involves America. But. I believe you have to sing a whole new world, probably, while you play it. Yep. Yeah, I'm not doing that now. <laughs> uh, BattleTech is another one. Uh, that's a miniatures game. I, yeah, I didn't like BattleTech, but um, Survive, which is uh, like Survive, um, Escape from Atlantis, uh, Space Attack. Yep. Um, that's like Survive Atlantis. Is where you've got the tiles that are sinking down. Yes. And you have to get your meeples to boats and yep. get them off the island. Kinda I like, really like that one. The survive space attack is a really good one too. You gotta get off the 
um, off the spacecraft, the, yep. where they get it in the shuttles. I think we played that. Um, one. We played both of them. Yeah. Uh, really, really enjoy those. And what's the one that I'm trying to think of? The Forbidden Forbidden Island and Forbidden Desert are similar to those. Yep. Uh, and then uh, let's see, Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, and, and S- Forbidden, Forbidden Sky. Sky. Yeah. And Which, Forbidden Sky was a big one. Yeah. But I have not played any of those, and I have them all. We got we got, Forbidden <laughs> Island. Is you start with that one? That's probably the best of the bunch to start with. Um, and then Gettysburg. Yep, Gettysburg is the next I one. That's, I think, an old 3M game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or Avalon Hill. Avalon Hill, I believe. Which I actually just acquired it in the Ion's um, auction that they had. I gave that one away a couple years back. Or maybe that's where I got it. Oh, oh that's yeah, that's probably where you got it. I yeah. don't remember, but I yep. know I got because I got Feudal and I got Gettysburg. That was for me. <laughs> okay, they were for you. I couldn't remember. <laughs> yep. They're games I remember as a kid. And Gettysburg, actually, I played that as a kid a lot because my mom's a huge history buff as well which is where I must have gotten it from. And she was more Civil War than anything else. And yeah. Revolutionary War, because she's daughter of American Revolution and stuff. But I remember playing that with my parents and my brother. And that was a great game. Feudal was another one I remember playing with my family. Um, and then Acquire, I think. or I think yep. it was Acquire. Yeah, it was another one. So I, I was able to get because Facts of you. Facts of Five. I don't remember. Uh, that one that I kind of remember, but yeah. Um, but the Feudal and the uh, Gettysburg I, met, I got because of you. Yep. I got those again, so they're kind of in my collection now. That was one of those things where I was thinning my herd yeah. on the shelves, yep. which I have to do again, so we'll probably be giving <laughs> away games. Yeah, okay, so if you listen, we're going to be giving away games because I'm, I'm thinning the selection. So we're going to try to play something, and if I don't really care for it or if it's not like a top 100 game, I think we're just going to start getting rid of some stuff. There you go. Because i got to make room for my shelves. Because if I've got a table <laughs> that has games stacked on it because I have no shelf space, I have to get room. Yep. So, uh, the next one is Dominion. And this was not a surprise. Dominion is no. a a very gateway deck builder. It's it's the first deck builder most people play. Yep. And I have a friend who's got every single expansion and promo you can imagine for that. We've played it in multiple different ways. Um, awesome game. I just... I cannot. I if somebody says play Dominion, want to play Dominion, I'll go yes. Similar to um, Munchkin, there's a lot of people who I think burned out on it. Yeah, and can't play it anymore. But it's one of those where I'll just get a Jones to play a Dominion. Race for the Galaxy is another one that's a, a gateway game. Eh. Um, I like Roll Ugh. for the Galaxy. I like Roll better. I played a lot of Race. It. I don't know that I'd ever call it a gateway game. Honestly, <laughs> well, it's... Well, not gateway. Uh, got people into gaming. It, it's something it, it, that obviously got them Something, into it. yeah. I mean, if, but boy, you had to be pretty smart to be able... And honestly, and I'm not the smartest guy you've ever met. I'll give you... I'll, right off the bat, I'll admit that. Um, it took me a long time to figure out the iconography on the game. Yeah, there some is a the, lot of that. Some of the strategies to try and... I mean, the, the best strategy I think I've ever found on that is just get your 10 worlds out and be done. Yep. And you could, if you do it fast, you could win because you just have a lot of points because you put out worlds. But it actually became kind of fun because the people who taught me the game were not happy about the fact that I used to beat them pretty regularly at it. And so then they stopped playing with me. But that was okay. Stalingrad I've is, heard of it, never is another it. one. Starship Troopers. That's an old game. I not, I've, again, not ever played it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I have no desire. 
Wow, I was kind of <laughs> hoping because I actually have it. Well, maybe someday. There we go. Cash and Guns. I have it. I like that uh, game. I have never played it. Played I've it always at, wanted to. Played it at Geekway with a very large group of people, and it's a lot of fun. It's not a politically correct game at this point because you point a gun at people. Perfect. Yeah. It's a foam gun. It's a foam gun. And it was, and I mean, we played with like 10 people. And oh, it's okay. a screw people game. Oh, man. It's, it's fun. I liked it a lot. Death Trap. No idea what that is. I know the movie and the play. Tagmar. Don't know what that is. King of Tokyo. There you go. That game I know. <laughs> yep. There's so many versions of that. There's there's two editions of the original King of Tokyo. There's Dark Edition, which is a third version. There's King, King of, New, of York. New York. And then there's a load of expansions. There's, there's the Halloween. There's I love the Halloween expansion. I love the, the uh, power up expansion. expansion. Yep. Yep. Those are good. Uh, Warhammer 40K. Nope. No I, chance. That's really shocking that that is what got someone into gaming. I can see it. But so, man, I don't see that you could afford anything else. But here's Warhammer the 40K. worst one I've seen oh, yet. Oh, this is such a good game! I cannot believe this game got <laughs> someone into gaming. I can see it. Twilight it's a lot of fun. Imperium. <laughs> Unless they enjoyed pouring gasoline onto a table, I can't believe anybody would. This would get them into. I can see it pushing them away from it. It's like you guys, you guys ruined my life. We've told you this story, I'm sure, in the past. Joe and I played one particular version of this game where it made him be done with it i didn't like playing that version <laughs> but i played it again another time and it was really fun he was severely drunk and on a lot was, of antidepressants i was sober as a judge <laughs> and came in second which depressed me but not because of anything else uh axis and allies i if I'm I've really shocked it, to hear that that i mean it's it's a it's obviously a way more advanced version of risk yeah but um is that the one with the cards and um that have the you have budgets yeah okay. uh you have to pick i think there's like uh five factions yes so there's okay. like japan and germany yep. and uh europe and all that kind of stuff i and, can see that as a gateway game or you know for people because maybe they've played risk and they want something a little more complex yeah and not quite as deadly as like diplomacy which is a lot of people compare diplomacy to risk which i don't get but yeah so i can see access and allies being a gateway game for people who've played risk and maybe some other little more complex games that want something more complex the next one was key to the kingdom again heard of it right up there oh yeah i have it yep uh dead of winter was another one that is not a gateway game no. sorry i don't and I'm, i mean granted if that's the game that got you into it great yeah, it must have just been something they liked. It must have been. Because, yeah, and that's cool. But, man, that's a comp. You're really smart if you oh, yeah. that's your gateway game. So, yeah, if that's the game that got you into gaming, wow. Yeah. Uh, Nuclear War. Is that a game or is that a movie? Oh, wait, that's a game. Battle Masters. Don't know what that is, honestly. Lord of the Rings Adventure Game. I can see that one. Again, it's a similar type of deal where... Well, and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's Lord of the Rings can get you into something. And it's like, if you love the theme, that's another reason you would get into gaming, possibly. Little Wars. Not familiar with that one. Football Strategy. I actually have that. And I can see people getting into gaming because of that. Because you love, again, a theme. You love the theme, you're into the game. I would be very, I, I really would like to try this because I have it. And it's, it it's a large fun. box game. Um, I would be it. very selective on who I play this with. Yeah, I can see that. I'm trying Just to find it on your shelf. It's, it's, uh, it's right over here. Oh, it's, uh, oh, I have to turn around so you won't hear me. Yeah, that. kind of a larger box. I don't. It's. I think it's sitting oh, parallel. I see, yeah. yep. I see it. Yeah, I. Um, um, I would like to try that one because I do love football. So That's... I actually traded that one for my Hero Quest. Oh, okay. So 
Star Wars RPG. Again, it goes with D&D. I can see people, again, because because of the theme, you get into the RPG, that'll get you into gaming in general. I can see that. Yeah. Ticket to Ride. Very much a gateway. Yes. Game, and a really, really fun game. And I've recently gotten into, I, ha, I did not own it for a long time. Finally bought a copy of it. Of course, I buy a copy of it. And literally, probably a week later, they come out with the twenty what twenty fifth anniversary edition, whatever it was, yeah. ten year anniversary edition. That comes with the cool, clear trains and stuff. So, luckily, I had not cracked the shrink on the one I bought. And the place where I bought it, Game Chest Game Store here in Sioux Falls, uh, said, "I said, can I? It's the same price. Can I just trade this for the?" She said, "Yes." Oh wow! So Amanda, thank you for that. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was able to trade it in. So I did get. Now, here's the thing. I still have not cracked the shrink on it. <laughs> and since then, I have purchased at least three and maybe four of the maps. And they come in two different... There's two different maps, and they're weird combinations, like Switzerland and Japan and Germany and Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, they're weird combinations. They're double-sided. And then I have also purchased, I believe, the 1912 expansion, which comes with bigger cards. But I, I've kind of gone all in on... Ticket to Ride. I can see that being a gateway game because, first of all, it's very easy to learn. Second of all, there's a lot of strategy, and it's just a beautiful-looking game. And it teaches you geography. Uh, the next one was Thunderstone, another deck builder. Yeah, I can see that uh, step up from Dominion, in my yep. opinion. But uh, Heroescape. I actually own that game. I was heavy into Heroescape. I actually traded... All of my Heroescape, which no. is the worst decision I ever made. Heroescapes became Mage Knight, didn't it? Yes. yes. I have Mage Knight, not Heroescape. Yeah, Heroescape is very hard to find, uh, very expensive, and I traded mine all in, and probably was the worst mistake I ever made. I had I remember an 8 by 4 foot table set up yep, of I first, a massive terrain. When I first got to know you, I think you still had your Heroescape Yes, game. Yep. yep. I had it set up here in this yes. game room when yep. it wasn't really a game room yet. Yep. Uh, it looked really cool. I had two castles and a ton of stuff. And yeah, I got, I, yeah, yeah, did not, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if we ever played it, but I remember you had it. Yep. Uh, Crossbows and Catapults is another one. That's a kitty game, if I remember correctly. But it's, I mean, not, and I don't mean that disparagingly. I mean, it's, it's, I can see how people would get into gaming because you're manipulating stuff. And, right. Yeah, I can see that. Chess. I hate chess. I'm terrible at chess. I'll play it anytime anybody asks me to. Don't play chess? No, not right now. <laughs> so he's a liar too. I'm kind of a liar. <laughs> no, my I, I taught my kids how to play chess, and within about two games, my youngest in particular was beating the crap out of me in that game every time. Very smart kid. So not that my oldest isn't as well. He just didn't it didn't intrigue him. But for some reason, my youngest man, woo, he got into chess. And he was very good at it. So the moral story, if the oldest is listening, uh, Dad hates you, and you're not <laughs> yeah, as smart as the youngest. <laughs> well, he, he did go down to Florida in a time of pandemic, so, you know, whatever. All right. <laughs> Seems a little bitter now. <laughs> not bitter, just sad uh, about that. Samurai Swords is the next one. That's another kind of kiddie game. Again, I don't mean that dispersion. I mean, it's just the kind of game where it's a step above something like Monopoly. Okay. So it's got a little more strategy, a little theme to it that makes you think, oh, I'm going to try another samurai game. I'm going to try another samurai game or, you know, whatever the theme is. But then that eventually stretches you out like Shadows Over Camelot for me. I played that, liked the theme of it. I thought, well, I'll, there's another game. Somebody, These friends of mine that play, I played Shadows Over Camelot with, they're playing this game too, so I bet that's fun. And that's kind of how you get into some of these more 
meatier, uh, crunchier type games. Is you you know people talk you into something that's oh you like this well you might like this oh you like this you might like this. Then they say well I don't know if you've ever played anything like this before but try it. And it's like holy crap this thing's hard to figure out. And then once you figure it out you go whoa it's like that moment <laughs> where you just go. I figured this game out. The best example of that, and this is, again, off a tangent. <laughs> the game Euphoria, when it came out, was oh, just, yeah. and it still is in my, and I've mentioned this before, it's in my top five, maybe even my top game of all time. But I remember me and Kim, who's one of our regular gamers here, were teaching it to a fellow named David. And David was having some issues with it. David's one of the smartest gamers I've ever played with. But he's having issues with the game. Couldn't quite figure out what was going on. But both of us realized the moment he figured it out when he went when you could just see his eye his head kind of came up and his eyes widened and both kim and i went oh crap we're not gonna win and we did not because he got the game and that's my favorite part of gaming for me when i personally have that aha moment where i go i get this game now there are a bunch of games i'm still playing trying to figure that out uh cats i think is going to be one of them um Scythe is another one. I mean, there's just that's my favorite. I did get that aha moment in With, Cat. You did, oh, and I yeah. and I kind of saw it when you got it, and I'm like, oh. Yep the uh, the lesson cards, yeah. and then you know you're just playing off of those, and yeah, yep. you do you yep. get that aha moment. And and it's like, oh, and that's when. But I thought at, I was doing really poor in that game too. I know you did, and you said that, and I was like, well, what do you mean you're doing poor? I could well, see you had the all first those like three rounds though. Yeah. I was in last turn order, and yeah. so I was kind of getting what was leftovers, and I wasn't really getting much on my board, but that third, fourth, and fifth rounds, yep, you had it figured I out was able to just, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's the overall thing about what we're talking about here, what, what games got you into the hobby, is the game that gave you that aha moment. Yeah. You know, you get the aha moment, and you go, I want another game like this. Mm-hmm. I want to try another game see if I get that aha moment. I don't care if I win or lose. I want that aha moment. If I win, hey, cool. I think the, uh, I don't know, Quarriers is another one. It's the game that brought you and I yep. together, essentially. Um, it is the game that brought you and I together. I remember you had you and Jess were sitting there and had it out and we were going to play, and I, w- I walked up and I said, hey, can I play? Yeah. <laughs> and I did. And you said, yeah, sit down and play. So that's how I got to know Joe and Jess. Worked out pretty well. Yes, it did. I think so. Uh, Talisman is the other one, and I totally... I believe this because Talisman is is a beautiful game. Uh, I I actually just got rid of all of my first or second edition Talisman last year. We had an extra life thing, and uh, people that came to that got a heck of a deal on that. Um, yeah, <laughs> miniatures, the boards, everything. See, I'm trying to remember if we played Talisman, and or not. that was really cool. And it's a hard to find one. It was second edition. Uh, I also had the 4th edition, which I also got rid of on that day. And the real reason why I got rid of them is because those games I played with buddy Mark down in California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he moved away, that was basically the last time I played those games. So that if you don't have anybody that's really interested in those type of games, you tend to not play them. So um, Talisman is a beautiful game, especially the 4th edition. Uh, The miniatures were amazing. Uh, they had like busts of the characters. Um, Relic is another one that is the space version of Talisman. Okay. Uh, those are really amazing artwork, and I, I can believe it. It's it's one that can hook you. But it's also one that can burn you out really quick. Yeah, I can see so, that. But that's that's our compiled list of the games that got our members, the ones that wanted to contribute 
into into gaming. So I think that's a pretty good list. Yeah, it is a good list, and and maybe even as much as as what got you into gaming is why did that particular game get you into gaming? And right, be something to comment on or or mention on the podcast or on the. Uh, uh, Facebook page, just what got you into, why did this game get you into gaming? Because that's intriguing to me as well. It is. Uh, last but not least, we are going to give away some promos every podcast, and we're going to do it at random points in the podcast, so that way it's not always at the end. It's just yeah. wherever we feel like it, and today it's at the end of the podcast. It just happens to be, yeah. Yep, so we're going to give three promos away. Uh, I have these in different packs. So what all you have to do is tell us the promo that you would like, um, and then you'll be entered into a chance for that promo. Um, by the time we air our next podcast, we'll have them selected, and we'll contact you, get them shipped out. So we have Artemis Project, Lords of Hellas, and Hero Master are the three sets of promos that we are giving away. Uh, Artemis Project is... Uh, a fairly thick pack of cards. Lords of Hellas. It looks like three different cards. So maybe five cards in, in here. Hero Master. Yep, for the Hero Master. So if you have any of these games and you would like the promos, it's free of charge. Uh, just a thank you for listening and and uh, contributing. Just uh, email us, Average Joe's Gaming Podcast at Outlook.com. And. Leave an email on what promo you'd like and if there's something you would like us to talk about in a future episode. Or if you are a listener, a long-time listener, whatever, just give us some feedback. Uh, we like hearing from our listeners and uh, gives us something else to talk about. And then somebody's also going to win the solo game Unbroken. So we'll let you know on that next time as well. Yep. So until next time, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. Thank you all for listening. Hey, follow us on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast and the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast group. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming and on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. And you can stream a number of different videos on YouTube. You can also listen to our podcast on Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Castro, Podchaser, Pandora, and SGP Radio.